2: It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there. Brought to you by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Gordon, you ready to check in with the other shows? Let's do it. Time for a little what's going on. Let's start things off with DJ and PK. A little clip from that show talking about what might have been if it were the Jazz, not the Suns in the finals.
3: How many of us think it's the Jazz who should be up 2-0 in the finals? So our Jazz. 2-0, two big wins, feeling good headed to Milwaukee. If they played Milwaukee in the finals, they would be up 2-0. Paul says, as a lifelong Jazz fan, no. This Jazz team hit a retaining wall. Respect to Phoenix. Still rooting for the Bucks. Why? Got a half dozen thumbs up and heart emojis but for that. Why in the crap would you be rooting for the Bucks? does not explain. Rick is diametrically opposed to Paul, without a doubt. The healthy Mitchell and Conley, and it would be 2-0 Jazz. That, that's what you expect when you put that up there. Belief. Faith. I have very little faith. Huh? Who knows? Jim says, I really feel like we missed the golden chance
0: this year. Oh, no question.
3: A lot of injuries, no super team, looked wide open after years of looking up at the Warriors, completely stacked.
0: Remember when they hugged when they got the best record along the uh, benches area there? They clinched the best record and it was going to mean something. And then Phoenix sliding in there at number two, gets injured, Lakers, gets injured, Nuggets, gets injured, Clippers. Good times, and they take care of biz. Now the Bucks are all healthy, right? And they're not missing anybody. Wow, who's that? Uh, Devin Senzo. They're missing, I guess. So that is one guy. But I mean, one role guy. He's down the bench there. And then the, right now, the Suns have a couple of guys out themselves. So the nucleus of the Bucks is intact. And Ante kind gotta stop shooting threes, man. Just don't do it, buddy don't do it. You're unstoppable with the spin move. You're right on top of the basket with one little move and away you go and you had some nice baseline turnaround shots that looked good. Uh, You're erratic at the free throw line. If I'm the Suns, fire them up as many threes as you want. We'll get out of the way. We'll stand still. We'll risk it. Yeah. It's just not happening for him. I don't know why he does that. Uh, when he's so electric with these other moves that he has. But anyway, he's playing at a high, high level, so he's not injured. So if they win against the Bucks in this series, you can't say, well, it's because of injuries, at least to this point anyway. Uh, but you, you never know how things are going to play out. That's the beauty of sports, I suppose, is they were so excited to get the number one seed, and it was such a big, big deal, and it didn't matter. And the Suns? don't think they they haven't needed it yet. I mean, they won twice in Clipper building, at least once, if not twice, in the Laker building, same building. And then they won twice in Denver because it was a sweep, right? It was 4-0, if I remember correctly. Yep. So we'll see what they can do when they go back to Milwaukee. But, yeah, if you're a Jazz fan, the, it seemed like everything fell into place for you. And you didn't get it done. But
3: was that because we were ignoring the Suns? Because the job. Jazz were yeah,
0: 0-3 against the Suns. Big deal. Then at least get to the conference final.
3: Right, but the question was, would the Jazz be 2-up, two 2-0 two oh in the finals? Brandon says, with Donovan injured and Conley recovering, I think you mean 0-2. Even if we didn't flake out against the Clippers, without those guys, it would have been a clean sweep by Phoenix. Well,
0: I think they would have played, though. Mitchell didn't miss a game. And Conley had just come back. So why would we be without those guys? James says the Jazz couldn't beat the team
3: that got destroyed by the Suns. Even if they bothered to make any effort to perimeter defense against the Clippers, they were not beating the Suns. Why not? Why not? Why, why are they not beating the Suns? Sue says because Phoenix is better and the Suns deserve to be dipped two zero against any well,
0: other team. no question they do. I mean, they are. Of course they are. So, of course you deserve it because that's exactly what you are. I agree on that. I, I just don't know that the Suns are a slam dunk, no question, better than the Jazz. I I, I can't go there. We'll never know. I can't go there, though. I can't either. Actually,
4: I agree with PK on that. Although I think the Suns would have beaten the Jazz, uh, I, but I think the Jazz would have beaten the Bucks.
2: I mean, of course, present circumstances, Giannis and injuries and all that. Well, I, I, mean, I would didn't look very injured last night. I certainly would have liked to have seen a healthy version of the Jazz in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think that's a real controversial opinion. I'd, I would have loved to have seen the team, you know, that was playing in God oh, what what month were the Jazz at their peak? February I mean, It's the season was so weird from a, a scheduling standpoint, but you Same know, when they he were got
4: hurt, uh, when he gets hurt, that was April. Yeah. It?
2: When they were rattling off 21 and 23, I would have loved to have seen that version of the jazz, you know, health wise in the playoffs. Cause that's everybody was healthy. Everybody was playing their role. Everybody was playing well. And that just wasn't the case in the playoffs. So, you know,
4: it, it is, its <laughs> it is what it is, Gordon. Well, I don't know whether it would have been the same circumstance in the playoffs, but, you know, the Suns did handle the Jazz during the regular season, three out of three. See, I don't think that matters. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I mean. I mean, Minnesota did too,
2: right? It's I a <laughs> subjective opinion, of course, but I don't, yeah, who I don't, knows? Those regular season records, you never know. And there's so many different circumstance things. That's why the NBA playoffs is, is so interesting. The chess match of it is because. You're playing the same team over and over again because yeah. in the regular season you know uh, half the team might have had bad lasagna the night before you never know <laughs> right uh, and so you ever had it, bad lasagna you know i'm not a huge lasagna fan in the first place so boy good lasagna is really good i don't go out of my way usually to get the lasagna but you I'm, don't. you don't like italian see i'm not a huge marinara sauce fan oh. that's all okay not that i you know won't eat it but it's just not my go-to so, you probably didn't like that dinner Lisa made for you. and No, that, that. was great. You know what? Like I said, it's just not my go to, but I'll tell you what, that was really good. I love that. And, but, uh,
4: but, you know, different people have different tastes. I don't know where Lisa shops. I'm
2: not going to say that because Chester's going to come out. So, you know what? I'm going to bypass that altogether. Uh, I will say, honestly, I uh, did enjoy that uh, that meal. Oh, good. All right, Lisa knows what she's doing, but but uh, and I'll eat lasagna. It's just like if I'm going to the OG, I'm not ordering
1: the uh, the <laughs> lasagna. You know what okay. I mean? Have you ever had school lunch lasagna? That's a bad lasagna. Uh, Awful
2: school lunch. Anything really is is not going to be school ideal. lunch except ba- the peanut butter bars.
4: School lunch baked chicken. Ugh, that doesn't <laughs> sound
2: like
5: it should
4: be allowed. Yeah. No. By the way, Austin dug
2: this up about the Jazz real quick here. Uh, the Jazz went 25-5 and five, January through February. Okay. So, I mean, it would have been fun to see that version of the Jazz going to the playoffs, but it was not the case.
4: Did, did the Jazz lose the playoffs the day that Donovan Mitchell tweaked, messed up that ankle? I think it was the combo
2: of Donovan and Conley yeah. limping down the stretch. I think it was the combo of those two. Like... If if Donovan could come back and play how he played, and you had a one hundred percent Mike
4: Conley, I think that would have made a difference. I think I definitely think that would have made a difference against the Clippers. Yep, agree. And and I don't know. I just so I, I don't I think, think it the was Suns just were tough for them for some reason.
2: I don't think it was just the Donovan ankle thing. Plus, let's not forget the fact that Donovan had a pretty good playoffs when he played. I mean, that he put well, up numbers. He did. So I think he just was, had to play differently. And it was just the combo of those two. Yeah. Because as, as we've talked about so many times, like, you know, let's say Mike isn't there and Donovan Mitchell is entirely healthy. Well, you're still moving Joe Ingles into the starting lineup. And then who fills in for Joe Ingles as the backup ball handler and on down the line
4: where all of a sudden the jazz depth didn't, wasn't what it needed to be. I think the loss of Mike Conley really, well, when we were talking with Howard just a few minutes, a number of minutes ago, he, he was talking about the teams that were injured in the playoffs, and he didn't mention Conley, and that was that was very substantial. He should be
2: mentioned with all the other high-profile injuries. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. He was an all-star. He had a heck of a year. He played a huge role on this Jazz team, particularly against teams that played the way the Clippers did. Yes, that, that was a hugely
4: impactful. And he injury. usually plays well against the Clippers, uh, based on the. Uh, the games I looked up, and, and the Jazz, Rudy Gobert needs him. And, uh, and he's not the only one. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If, if the Jazz had had Mike Conley then, uh, and Donovan Mitchell had been healthy, I think he would have gone for 50. I really do. All right, let's move on to Hans and Scotty. Uh, I
2: did not hear this, so I'm looking forward to it based on its description here. Hans and Scotty, a slightly random start to their show today. Oh, boy.
5: We are one day away from being able to party with the party hounds. And how exciting is that? I am fired up. I know I am too. And I found out the Bowler Jack's going to be there. I don't know who's not going to be there, honestly. I'm going to tell you how that night's going to end. Bowler Jack on my shoulders. And you and me and Bowler... Just screaming on the very last song, free bird. And I'm jumping when bowlers on my up on my shoulders. And, you know, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of the station crew that are probably going to partake. They'll probably be pretty wobbly at that point. Being pretty wild. I I hope that people are going to come out and hang out with us.
3: Well, do they have snow cones there? (laughs) If they don't, I won't. I'll be just fine.
5: They are going to have a, a a youth group that will be serving snow cones in the back corner. Yes, and then an older group, an open snow cone machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's going to be so fun! I can't wait. I, I just love the weekend, and I love Fridays. Got date night planned with my wife tonight. We're going out with uh, Sarah from the Humane Society. Of oh, Utah. nice! Very cool. And Tracy. Yep. And we're going out with uh, me and Amanda, and we're going to go play nine holes of golf. Really? Well, they think that they can beat me in golf. So,
6: Oh, no. Don't flex on oh, Sarah.
5: I'm going to teach them a thing or two oh, geez. about respecting oh, geez. the game. Because <laughs> oh, no. You're darn right, man. I'm gunning to put them all to shame. Yeah.
6: Severing relationships.
5: I got that. That's going to be three beautiful ladies out there that I'm going to. I want them to look at my game and be like, "Oh man, he's so strong and handsome, <laughs> and his game is so good." Why do you make it so weird? Wow, <laughs> God,
6: you just made that weird.
5: How did I make it? weird? No, you made it weird. I want to impress oh, you the it Super creepy and weird. I, I always think that that my my golf game would be like super impressive and sexy to my wife. So. I'm gonna take her out and see if that if that if that's the case. It probably won't be, but I love Fridays. I love date nights with my wife.
6: Is I that lo- usually uh, is Friday? Uh,
5: is Friday usually date night? Yeah, typically. Yeah, that's, that's the night. You're in that, love uh, with love. Oh man, I'm in love with Amanda Olsen. I love that's love. A, I am so in love with my wife. You gave me some some uh, things that needed to be done
6: and handled. Um, in case you died yeah and and you know we set up a little GoFundMe for the family we we yep. do some other things to uh-huh. make sure everybody's taken care of and then your last one was was i i, I
5: don't think i could fulfill that one <laughs> <laughs> the last one i i just was in a bad place when i told you that last yeah. one yeah i just don't want to be away from amanda very long that's all i'm saying wait what <laughs> And I don't, and I do not, and I want you to make sure that no other man comes stomping in after they close my casket and put yeah. me in the grave. Because
6: you know that line's going to be long. <laughs> well, <laughs> be like...
5: She's she's a very attractive woman. Yes. And, you know, I I would hope that my life insurance would kick in, so she'd, she'd be doing pretty well. Yeah,
6: and that's why I told my wife, like, look, I
5: understand, you don't want to be
6: alone, I totally get it. But just make sure that he's kind of a dweeb and that he's not some wants to sink all the life insurance money into some MLM.
5: Uh That's all I'm hoping. And, And so I just need you to step in and make sure some things happen after I'm gone. You carry that responsibility. And by the way, you and Lloyd both have to speak at my funeral. You don't want to speak anymore. Yeah, I do. Wrong. I want both of you to speak for ten minutes, because I think it might be the first time in both of your lives that you would be forced to say something kind about oh, me. No, that's not true. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna break out in song. <laughs> Whatever, Lloyd. You'd have some some happy hour recording. He's like, ready I've got play. all the drops <laughs> ready to go. Twenty minutes of drops. Everybody <laughs> at, my, at my funeral's like. So he had herpes, huh?
6: <laughs> is,
5: that, is that what bit him in? <laughs>
6: Or was it the ladder on the road? Oh. I'm not sure.
5: Oh man! Oh, all right. Scotty. Well, you got.
6: I will give you a good ten to fifteen minutes of my funeral, but you cannot bring up trendsetters. and you cannot. Like,
5: well, have you finished the lemonade challenge? <laughs> you pour a. Gallon. What if it was the lemonade challenge that took you?
6: <laughs> you roll out my old bones. You dump a gallon of lemonade in there instead of formaldehyde, and then and then we're and then we're even.
2: That was a random start to the show. Hey, Gordon, I do not want you to speak at my funeral. You you, you either, Austin. Sorry.
1: Well, well The I, good news I, is I, you won't really have anything to say that's about true. it.
4: I, that's true. I think that I would do a really good job speaking at your funeral. I'm going to streak at your funeral. I think you would do
2: a, a a fine job.
1: I don't think so. Why not? Talking about Jake? Yeah. I mean, we had his wife on yesterday, and you asked her basically why. Why did you settle for Jake? Yeah, but that's just kidding around. We wouldn't, uh, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. But if we sit here and compliment each other for ten minutes, don't you start to feel, like, gross?
4: No. I do. That's not us. That's Uh, not what we do with each other. I feel like Gordon would roast me. No, I wouldn't. At at your wedding, did I say, uh, Naz, (laughs) what the hell are you thinking? I didn't bring up any of that. It but was you, wa-
2: you wanted to, and I feel like if I wasn't there, you would have. No. And in the case of my funeral, I wouldn't be there.
1: You <laughs> <He> would be. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few drops I'd play at your funerals. Yeah, exactly. Drops that I don't play on the show.
2: Plus, I feel like I feel like I'd want it, you know, really short and sweet, which
4: isn't your your long suit. And
2: I feel <laughs> well, like I you'd know. like Listen, I, I,
4: I mean, no, you want people <laughs> to laugh at your funeral, right? Laugh, have a good time, um, as good a time as possible. You know, kind of laugh and cry at the same time. And Austin and I could could accomplish. I'd that. also be a
2: little worried you'd like one up my accomplishments. <laughs> yes. you know, you'd, you'd be like, you know, Jake did this and this and that, which reminds me of the time that I did something better. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah that true. would be... Jake oh, served
1: no. as program director from 08 to 015, but I started the radio station.
2: Right, yeah, something like that. No. But uh, he wouldn't have been able to do that had I not, uh, you
4: know, enabled him to do so. I'd just be a little worried. No, I, I would never... There was no way that I would... See, first of all, as John Wooden told me once, uh, uh, when, when we're talking on the show, we're both participating. We're not one-upping each other, but, but there would be no reason for me to do that, speaking at such a such an occasion. You know, Jake had a compost pile one time, <laughs> reminded but me. But that's of,
1: nothing compared to the dead no, fish in the garbage no, can over no. the Fourth of July were, weekend. No,
4: no, because the funeral's not about me. That's about Jake. So I would make it about you.
2: Good. Okay. All right. Not you know, it would be really
4: bad if you were speaking at a funeral and you tried to make it funny and it wasn't. I've I've seen that. Have you really? Uh-huh. I've seen that. That I mean, that would be the worst. I mean, yeah. you, you just. I mean, because you would have to make sure it was funny. Or
1: it's got to be. You're right. It's got to be the right setting. Yes. It's got to be the right timing. It's got to have that right relationship with everybody there. Kind of like that, that. Indeed.
2: That poor son of a gun comic who had to do a set at the Simmons Christmas party.
4: I mean, that did not work out well. Yeah, that
2: poor
1: guy. <laughs> Hadn't they just fired everybody? Yeah, like
2: half the building got laid off and they're like, you know what, we're still gonna have a Christmas party and guess what, we've got a comic. And, yeah, but um, it, was,
4: it was the people who were left over who were there, right? Right, and but, so, but nobody so, was in the mood to right, laugh at anything.
2: It, it was the holidays and half the building just got let go. <laughs>
1: Hey, who hates their boss? <laughs> this huh? guy
2: stands up there and just does his act, which I'm sure was hilarious, but did not get any sort of no, laughs. He and didn't. then I, I believe it was our friend Kurt Thomas who gave him some material to use and to crack a joke about the layoffs, or no, it was about the upcoming separation of the stations. Oh. remember when we merged with Will Mill Creek and whatever? And so Kurt thought it would be funny to feed him that material to to make a joke about that and. It wasn't.
4: It it didn't land. No, there's certain occasions where you uh, need to uh, use good judgment. Well, in this, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm
2: pretty sure it was our guy Keith Stubbs too, who called in a favor because they asked. They said, "Hey Keith, we need something for the Christmas party. (laughs) How about you line something up?" And I think Keith called in a favor to get this this comic out there. And poor guy. I've never felt so bad for somebody. I mean, they, uh, what they should have done was not do a Christmas party. Should have just said, "You know what? Under the circumstances, this is we'll just we'll see you next year." Well, Can, if you're, you are
4: want to have it, then you don't, it don't it's not you don't get chuckles the clown in there. No. And
1: and also don't fire people the day of the Christmas party.
2: Well, then you're also spending money on the Christmas party, you know. You couldn't yeah. help but thinking like, well, how about we skip the party and keep me employed? <laughs> like a like, hey, Christmas party this year we're going to do some service or something, you know? Like maybe not. Maybe Actually,
4: not. You know, that's a strong point.
2: Maybe yeah. not. Let's cruise
4: on down to the grand where we've uh... <laughs> <laughs> This party costs us a uh, 250 grand, so uh oh, oh Yeah, we could have kept a few people employed, maybe? Uh this is long enough ago we can
2: laugh about it, right? It could be a thing. Poor comedian. Yeah, and it was for It wasn't his that fault. Guy. It no, wasn't his was fault. not his fault. Felt bad for that guy. All right, stay tuned. We knock some other stuff off the <laughs> okay. list. Yes, we can. We'll do that Dearly next. Deadly departed.
0: 97-5 and
3: 1280
0: the zone. This is DJ and PK. You know you want to do it. I do. <laughs> we all do. Go ahead. See you feel yeah. better.
3: Thirty-five fifty-two. <laughs> I'm in my car with my son. He just mimicked you, PK, and we feel better. By the way, the son is three years old. My two-year-old daughter won't stop saying <laughs> This has gone on way more than I ever anticipated, I have to admit. Got a two-year-old and a three-year-old who says we don't appeal to the younger demographic.
0: <laughs> That's the line of the day!
3: Catch DJ and PK
1: mornings from 6 till 10 on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone
3: Sports Network.
5: Wonder,
2: wonder. You know, man, with a Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975 and 1280 the zone. Gordo, uh let's let's trudge on with the list, shall we? Still have a few more items.
4: Yeah, I got a few more things. It's okay. uh, just kind of random stuff. A pair of homemade Nike track shoes uh, with a prototype logo on it, made by co-founder Bill Bowerman. Well, Jake, it's expected to haul, that pair of shoes is expected to haul $1.2 million at auction. Uh, okay. I'm not shoe guy, so maybe
2: maybe somebody's interested in shoes. would be a little bit more into Are you that.
4: interested in the Scripps National Spelling Bee? Uh... They just rapped, 14 year old from New Orleans uh basketball player i guess was the winner do you care about that i actually admire those young people but partially
0: it's because so i'm hard. such a
2: such a terrible speller but in the in the with computers in the computer day and age do you think and i don't know this do you think young, young people are losing the appreciation for things like grammar and spelling cuz it's just <laughs> so easily corrected right there's a maybe so you know the computer automatically redlines it for you. So what do I care if the comma's supposed to go in the right place or not? Because <laughs> yes, the that's happening. Yeah, I, I saw so. a
1: congressman, a congressman yesterday, who put a period after every third word in his tweet. That it made no sense at all. No, no capitalization, are no you sh- correct punctuation. Are you sure, it wasn't
4: like trying for emphasis sake. Oh, I'm sure
1: because it didn't make any sense. And what I think happened was he's got someone tweeting for him that is from the emoji generation, you know? I wonder if
2: you were to grade like a like a freshman college paper. I wonder how the spell if you made him do it the old blue book style, you know, like <laughs> oh uh, yeah, with no computer or whatever. I wonder how the, the punctuation and spelling would be.
4: Is it okay to just say you with a u now? Do you guys do that in what form? In in, in when you're tweeting or when you're
1: yeah. texting? Well, tweeting you you there, have there a are,
4: number of characters, but there are no rules in
2: Twitter.
1: But if I'm writing somebody a letter... If you're a congressman, there should be rules. Right, but I mean, Jay Crowder writes in all caps <laughs> all the time. Or if I'm texting you guys, I might save some time and right. say HRU for how are you, you know? I'm not going to... But
2: if if I were, say, uh, I don't know, in admissions or something like that, and somebody had to write an essay or something, and they used the letter U instead of the mm. word U, automatic disqualification. <laughs> you're out. Or if you have the letter U and you mean the word U on your resume...
4: Automatic disqualification. It seems like it's gotten, when you're texting someone or tweeting or whatever, it's just gotten so common for people to use the letter two for the word two or you, you instead of Y O U. It's, it's, and, and no punctuation at all. Yeah. Casuals, grammar people. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's almost cool now, you know? It's, it, I must drive English teachers crazy. Hey, man, grammar is cool. No? Hello, fellow kids.
1: <laughs> uh, and anything that drives English teachers crazy, that's probably a good thing.
4: I get that sometimes. I'll use some sort of uh, a run-on sentence or a frag- fragmented sentence on purpose, and I still get that from people, from uh, Mr. Grammar. I'm doing it on purpose, but uh, no sense of humor.
2: Can't you see Gordon in front of an uh, elementary school assembly? You know, like, hi, kids. I'm Gordon. I'm a professional writer, and I'm here to tell you that grammar is cool.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Good grammar is cool.
2: Uh, Whenever you hear somebody not using good grammar, you say, hey, man, that's not cool, period.
4: <laughs> you know, uh, always apostrophize. I, I mentioned to you guys recently. It's uh, your, not your. That I want. Oh, I hate that. I hate that when people get that stuff wrong. It's loose, not loose. No, I mean, if you're going to say you, you, the letter you, then okay, then do that. But don't say your, you know, possessive and use it as a contraction for you are. No, you're I, cool. You're not cool. Yeah. But especially if
2: you're hurling an insult at somebody online, you kind of take the steam out of the insult if you use the wrong you are. Oh man, you I see that. I, mean? I, I see that. If, if I've seen says, that all the time. You're an idiot with you're the an wrong are. <laughs> you're an
4: idiot. Y O U R. You're an idiot. T-
1: it's my an idiot? That
4: takes some steam off the insult. It
1: yeah, does. it does.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it actually makes me feel a little better when I see that.
1: <laughs> there's a there's a fine edge between grammar annoying and grammar correct. Like Got it. We need some areas in life where you should probably have some proper grammar. But if you're coming after me because I said coming after
4: me instead of coming after me, then I've got a problem with yeah. you. You're obviously doing it on purpose. It's not because you're dumb and yet people say you're dumb. Uh, or whatever. I told you I recently re-watched the movie Aquila the Bee. Why? Because I like that movie. Did you did you sleep through it? No, I like it both times. You
1: stayed awake the whole time. Yes. So you've seen parts of Die Hard. Yeah. But you've not. But you haven't seen the whole Die Hard. But you've seen all of Akeelah the Bee twice. Twice. Yes.
4: True. You are a special man. Yeah. I I watched it way back when with my wife. We liked it, and then I wanted uh, one of my kids to see it, and so we watched it with them. I have them. no idea what it even is. It's a story. It's kind of like this. It's a story of a, a young girl who uh, comes from a background and uh, she uh, learns to be really good, uh, a really good speller and she works hard at it. And Lawrence Fishburne is her coach and teaches her. And I I saw that and I thought, man, that takes a lot of work. So, so this winner of the uh, National Spelling Bee, uh, that that takes a lot of work to do that. And so I, I think it's a huge achievement. All right. I don't know whether anybody else does but but I do. Good news, Jake. <laughs> giant pandas are no longer endangered. All right. I don't know. It says that there are now more than 1800 of them roaming around, but that doesn't sound like a lot to me. Well, they are big. So does this mean that they, they are you,
2: giant pandas? Does this mean that that we're going on a big show panda hunt? Are oh, are are they now, le- soon, are they now legal? Jake. Are they now legal to hunt? Isn't that what
4: it
1: usually means when they- No!
4: Show some class.
1: What? The panda tag is back in the catalog? Isn't that what it
2: usually means when they come off of the endangered species list is now they're eligible for Elmer (laughs) Fudd?
4: Jake. (laughs) Jake. What? Giant Giant pandas are like people! No, they're not. They're bears. Yeah, but they're giant pandas! (laughs) You wascowy wabbit. But they're bears! You know, when Bugs Bunny came out, I wonder what people thought about that because the, ra- the, 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 the rabbit was smarter than everybody else. And he was super sarcastic with the, with the New York accent, the whole thing. But, but he was smarter than the people.
1: That's why it was supposed
2: to be funny. Well, it's a cartoon. Like, I, I, I'm not sitting through puppy dog pals thinking, wow, they made these, <laughs> the, these dogs can talk and are smarter than the, uh, than the idiot Mayor Humdinger
4: from the Foggy Bottom. When, <laughs> when your kid Jesus. grows up as Mayor as, Humdinger. as she grows up, what cartoon do you want her <laughs> to see?
2: Not that one. I've had my fill of Puppy Dog Pals.
4: Uh, Harper
1: and I just watched a, a kind of a mini marathon of classic Looney Tunes the other day. I love
2: Looney Tunes.
4: Yeah.
1: And, some and of it, it is all, way somewhat, outdated. Yeah, yeah,
4: some of it is not uh, culturally appropriate anymore.
1: But in fact, Jake and I were talking about this. Uh, I'd rather her watch it in the home with me and I explain to her why those things are no longer acceptable yeah. and yeah. rather than... She not be educated on it. And shield her from it entirely. And the point of it is still the, the uh, meep meep getting away from the coyote. That's still the, the whole point of the thing. I it's used funny. To feel,
4: I used to feel sorry for the coyote. Why? Because everything He's always, trying to eat the Roadrunner. I know, but everything always went against him. Good, he's trying to eat someone's dad. <laughs> the Roadrunner's got to provide. <laughs> So one cartoon you can pick for your kid to watch over the next five years when they're still young. What uh, what cartoon do you pick, Jake? South Park. <laughs> it does teach you a lot. Lots. Man. Yeah, but that, that's a little advanced for the youngins.
1: Not Space Jam. Well, no, that's not fully cartoon, yeah?
2: Not the new one, anyway. I don't know. Go what, what, what? Animaniacs was a good cartoon back in the day. It seemed like
1: there was some. Really
2: and there cool. was
4: education. Yeah, 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 do you guys like octonauts? Uh, I I tolerate octonauts. Yeah. Man, whoever came up with that probably made creature it.
1: report. Yeah,
4: it's educational about sea creatures.
1: Huh? We're done with the machine. <laughs> yeah. Octonauts at ease. What's the guy's name? Captain to Barnacle. What's his adventure? Name? What's
4: the main guy? Uh Pedro is the penguin. I know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I mentioned the weather, and then there's this this final thing, Jake. Wimbledon's going on. We mentioned earlier. Answer this question. Why do people hate Djokovic so much? Is he got, are there athletes who sometimes deserve the animosity they get, but there are some who people don't like for whatever reason, and they might privately be – Nice people, and I don't know what which category he fits into. But I know people who used to think he was really funny because he used to do the impersonations on the court and whatnot. But now I know a lot of people who just they don't like him. They root against him. They'll root for Federer. They'll root for Nadal, but never Djokovic. And he's probably he's is he the best of the bunch right now? Right now he is. Um, I mean
2: why do sports villains turn into sports villains? I don't know. It could be a variety of reasons. I don't know if everybody hates Djokovic. Okay, either. maybe they do. I'm
4: maybe I'm overstating
2: You know what I mean? Like, some some athletes are cheered against. I cheer against Chris Paul because he's a crybaby. I don't know why people are cheering against Djokovic.
4: Okay, so if I were to say NFL, what player comes to mind that you, and you're really good at this because you like picking out guys you don't like, who who comes to mind? Who do I cheer against? Yeah. Who do, who do you not like now that Peyton
2: Manning's gone? <laughs> who do you dislike for no real apparent reason? Oh, I cheer against anybody who played in Michigan.
1: Awesome. Thomas Brady. Yeah, he falls into that and category. Why, no, no, okay, okay, well, hold on. Why? Why, why not? Do you hate Where Tom? shall I begin? Let's begin. I uh, played at Michigan, that's a great place to begin
4: He didn't even start there he barely jeeks.
1: How about that, he wears He let a little he air wears out, out of the ball He wears a $100,000 watches He has a moat around his home No, he sold that He thinks sold he's sold funny and he's not He sold that home He's renting for 250000 a month So you hate him because he's wealthy And knows it and doesn't do anything with it yeah.
4: Well, you don't know, he probably donates a lot of money Not to me well, yeah, yeah, but now you just described almost every star athlete
1: he also, in any sport. He also yells at his coordinators and his offensive linemen and his running backs and his wide receivers. And then when he forgets that it was actually third down, not for it was fourth down, not third down, he blames the coordinator for not telling him it was the fourth down.
4: I know you share. He
1: then yells at Tyron Matthew and and trash talks him, and everyone goes, Oh, Tyron Matthew better learn his lesson. That's Tom Brady, but no one ever says anything that Tom Brady shouldn't be saying those words to Tyron Matthew. Shall I go on? Yeah, you got one. Petey the ball boy threw him right to the Wolves. He cheated and he said it was Petey.
4: true. Yeah, now that one is probably legitimate, but the others. Spygate? Not so much. No, that wasn't Tom Brady. How do you?
1: Fault. What are you talking about? You think he ordered that? No, but do you? Did he tell on anybody? Did he report it? Did he say we shouldn't do this? All did right, he say this is right. a bad idea? So this so is bad so for the sport. So somebody
4: on your team is cheating. You're
1: going to go rat them out. Uh, I'll probably talk to them and say, "Hey, this has to end. I want to do things the right way." Okay. And yeah, if but it doesn't, what? then I'm out of here. Well, how do you know? What? He's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. So he's got, he, a, he's got the moral responsibility
4: to lift the entire organization.
1: Yes. If he if he approves of it, it continues. If he doesn't approve of it, they stop it. He's Tom Brady.
4: Man, you're putting a lot of responsibility on one individual. To not cheat? And then to be accountable when no, you're No, we're talking about Spygate. Uh, that's, How, cheating. that's yeah, cheating, but that wasn't
2: him. Oh, come on, Gordon. You, where did
4: he think they think got that you think footage? Tom Brady was sitting at home going, I have an idea.
2: No, I think he knew where the reports he was getting were coming from. <laughs> you, you don't think when, have you ever read about, have you ever Guys read about, so bitter. Uh, bitter! Have, you, have you ever read about Bill Belichick's Rasputin? the the guy that is uh, behind the scenes doing all this coordinating stuff and so anyway you should read into it it's pretty interesting but when Rasputin comes to you and he says hey these are the exact plays the other team's gonna run <laughs> yeah you don't think you don't think Tom Tom
1: just uh, said you know what don't tell me where this came from but thank you I well, mean you yeah. don't think that what well, what if your your accountant said oh you didn't ha- you didn't owe any taxes this year Gordon and you know very well that you owed taxes Shouldn't you be yeah, telling I, on them? I,
4: I would definitely do that. Because but it wasn't like you your mess, idea to you cheat on don't, the Texans. mess with the IRS. Why do you mess with the NFL? Well, I just don't know whether it's one player's responsibility if someone in the entire organization is cheating that they have to get blamed for that not coming to the forefront. Could he not have stopped it being Tom Brady? How do you know he didn't try?
1: He's Tom Brady. They would have stopped. If he says, stop it or I'm so, leaving. So you guys are
4: blaming him because he's so great. I'm not blaming that, that, just him, y- y- I mean, but not, as the yeah, leader now, of the team, now you gotta hate the whole team. You gotta I do you gotta hate every the player.
1: whole. Here, Gordon, you're you're giving <laughs> Kyle Vannoy, I got problems with you, friend. <laughs> you're, you're you're giving a
2: pass to the Houston Astros player who didn't know why the garbage can was banging. <laughs> I don't know how they're knowing the pitches, but you know, I heard the garbage can bang. Sure,
1: what? this little restaurant buzzer went off in my pocket. I don't know what for. <laughs> well, I don't know
4: how they got that info. So what coach, you just mentioned Belichick, what <laughs> coach do you, do you despise? Oh, Belichick's up there. Anybody else? In only football? Or any sport. I'm, just, you know, I'm opening this up completely. I'll I don't care to for Pete
2: Carroll. I'm not wild about Pete Carroll either. He thinks he's
4: cool. All right, so uh, real quick, give me a list of the top five to ten players you guys can't stand. And give me one reason.
1: Uh, the starting offensive line of New England and the quarterback, and the reason? Oh, I mean uh, Tampa Bay now, and the reason? I've, I've we did the whole segment about it. Jake, I'm not going to give you top five.
2: Uh, let's see. Wow. I don't like
1: Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't know. but he's given reasons for you not to like him, right? Oh, I mean, these are things that don't have to don't make <laughs> sense. Like I don't like someone's frosted you uh, hair. You, you or? don't
4: like Tom Brady mostly because one, he's been really good and two, he's rich. No,
1: I don't like Tom Brady mostly because he's a cheater knows he's a cheater, and does the Ryan Braun-Lance Armstrong thing where he throws people making little, little, little pittance of money right out to the Wolves so that he can continue to be Tom Brady. And
4: yet he's the greatest football player probably in the history of the game. That cheats. But he's still the greatest. They cheated.
2: I would say on top of my list right now that I root against probably more so than it's a coach. Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Hope that guy loses every your, your game. reason. What? Uh, a guy's a little good looking, so he never wins a thing and rockets right to the most coveted football. One of the most coveted football jobs out there.
4: Well, if he won't, if he's, if he doesn't do a good job, he, he put won't. on
2: his resume. He's friends with what's his bozo from the Rams.
4: <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was
2: in the that was in the release when they hired him. That he was uh, Sean a good friend of Sean McVay. As if that qualifies somebody to be Who's head Who's another coach. bro, by but the way.
1: Right.
4: Right. Yeah, uh, how's he doing? He's, he's still got his job. Gordon, do you like Ryan Lochte? No. Why? Uh, That's why we don't like Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Ryan Lochte's not my favorite, but I don't hate him. I, I just I, I don't know him. He just You respect him? The, the he, guy
2: he, can't win in college with the best quarterback on the planet. Give him a—he's good-looking. Give him a head a, a NFL job.
1: Look at those abs. Uh, is there, jeal- is there jealousy, jealousy with Sean in here? Me.
2: I
4: think there's
1: jealousy in here. It's not jealousy. It's why—why why should I root for that guy to succeed? He passed on Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. Do you hate Mahomes? No, I like Patrick Mahomes. Looks like he's earned everything that he's got. Yeah,
2: kind of wish he would have had a little more success in college. Yeah. He missed, yeah. That.
1: He missed out on that. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. He missed out on that
2: part of life because he played for a moron. Do you hate Jerry Jones? A good looking moron. Yeah. yeah but he he's good looking, like so Jones. my gosh, give him a job. In fact, give him a raise. Jerry Jones? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Do you hate? Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't hate don't like any of these like, people. By like the James way, I so hate Harden, them all. You don't like James Harden, right? Nope, don't like him. I uh, don't like watching him play basketball. All right, we're way over. Not sports support is <laughs> next. Hate, 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 hate. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. <laughs> Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Quick corrections and retractions. I made a Paw Patrol reference in the last segment. I meant, or I said puppy dog pals. I meant Paw Patrol. You don't like Paw Patrol, huh? It's not my favorite. No, no. Time for the Nod Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to
4: Ohio, but before we do, I... Lloyd came in during the break and was talking about cartoons. It's just that's what happens when you have kids. You're as educated about the car- the kids' cartoons as the kids are. Maybe well, not quite, but you're all aware of this stuff. We just had a we just had a five minute conversation about what was it Phineas and Ferb? Yeah, yeah. Try Phineas and Ferb. Yeah.
2: Uh, my my daughter was super into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for a long time, and I thought, oh, man, this is the worst. And then she got into Paw Patrol, and now it's like, nope, I was wrong. Can we go back to
1: Mickey Mouse Clubhouse?
4: <laughs> makes, makes Mickey
1: Mouse Clubhouse look like a
4: Spielberg. <laughs> How about SpongeBob? Is that off no, limits? I haven't gone down that road yet. Is that too adult?
1: Uh... It's just too dumb. dumb. There's no point to any uh, SpongeBob. It's, it's funny, but there's no— I, If you're going to let your kid watch— some tv there ought to be something they're learning and gaining from it other than haha fart joke see i like sesame street i would
2: love it if she were that into sesame street i'd sit down and watch it with her the whole time some kids that grover makes me laugh and now i have to like threaten her to watch always like grover too yeah how about peppa pig nope don't let her watch that oh my kid's obsessed with peppa Uh, what happened I just, she watched a couple episodes of Peppa and started calling me daddy or however <laughs> Peppa calls her dad on that show. And then it was like, nope, that's it. Daddy pig. Daddy. Daddy. Oh, hmm. daddy. I, n- no. That's affecting our relationship. Let's find a different TV show.
1: Peppa does though. The writers in Peppa throw in jokes for the mom and dad watching that the kids don't catch that's,
4: Is that a British uh, enterprise? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: She likes the Peppa books, which I'm fine with. How about Daniel Tiger's neighborhood?
4: That kind of thing. That's it pretty, that's pretty yeah. gentle. That's gentle.
2: Something. Love me some Daniel Tiger, just because it, there's such important lessons in every single uh, episode. I
1: really. can't tell you how useful the when you feel so mad that you want to roar. Yeah, take a deep breath and count to four. That has worked for our two-year-old yep. so many times.
2: We've we've done the the pot, our potty training in our house was you got to go potty stop and go right away. I mean.
1: Useful. Grown ups come back.
2: It's, uh, it, you know what? In all honesty, it's a spin off from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, yes, and it, it absolutely has carried that torch.
4: Um, hmm. Let's do the Not Sports Report, shall okay. we? Well, yeah. This um, isn't it? We're good. No, no. No, no. Uh, this, in fact, we, the not this sports, was uplifting. The Not Sports Report is quite the contrary. Uh, so, Jake, a man is uh, driving down the road in a white sedan in Ohio. And a a police officer starts to pull him over. And said man happens to have a plastic bag of weed on his person. Okay? So as a police officer is pulling him over, Officer Trooper Charles Hoskin pulls him over. He approaches the side window of the vehicle so what does the man in the white sedan do? He swallows the bag of weed. Like, swallows the like bag of weed. just the weed or like the bag? The whole thing. So the plastic the bag. bag. <laughs> and so when the officer walks up to the window, he sees that the man is choking. And so what the officer says, can you breathe? And... <laughs> The man is struggling to breathe, and so the officer helps him out of the car. They come behind the car, and he essentially performs the Heimlich maneuver. The Heimlich? It's a joke. Okay. The Heimlich. And saves the man's life, essentially. Because he swallowed a plastic because bag. Because he swallowed the bag of weed. So the man in the back the bag of weed flies right out of his mouth. <laughs> I was holding it for a friend. So the so the officer says, What did you swallow? And the man says, I had a gram of weed on me, sir. <laughs> and the bag is sitting there. So it's not like it's not like the evidence isn't right there in front of him. So the advice from uh The police department is don't try to swallow a bag of drugs prior to getting pulled over in an attempt to keep a trooper from finding them.
3: Gordon's fun facts, fun
2: facts with Gordon. Okay, I think it would be a bad guy, a bad idea to eat all of the weed. But I guess I could see that. Right. Like, like, you know, I don't know what the consequences of that would be, you know, down the digestive system per se. But. Swallowing the bag. I mean, what if he got it down? Doesn't it seem like that could cause all sorts of problems exactly. in your? Yeah, well, in, I don't
4: know. Would your stomach acid uh, eat that plastic up? Huh?
6: Yeah, well, uh, maybe. Would, it, would, it
5: you,
4: taken, pal- would you pass it or would it uh, it's, it's stuck in your? Tell yeah. you what, you eat a, eat
1: a ziploc bag this weekend and, <laughs> and report back on Monday. At, at very least, I think
2: you're increasing your chances at some very serious complications. Yeah. Now, can we all agree on that?
4: Like, even if he got it down. You know what, what? if you have a gram of weed on you and you get pulled over, I think isn't it better to face the consequences of the law versus swallowing a bag nearly
1: choking of weed? to death? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's the case no matter what the substance is, a gram or whatever size you ought to just own up to it and say, yeah, and there you'll be whatever it is, but especially. A gram of weed, you might get a ticket, maybe. Yeah. Or they might say, thanks for being honest, don't do it again. Well, the officer saved his life.
2: I've seen the video, I found the story. I saw that, because it's all on dash cam video. (laughs) The the guy's shirtless, too. Of
1: course he is. That's the rule, you have to How on
2: point is that, that the guy is not wearing a shirt? But the officer really does, he kind of helps him out of the car, and I didn't have the audio on, obviously, but you can see him kind of like, how you doing there, fella? <laughs> and, then, and then moves them around to the back of the vehicle, and the guy's trying to, like, cough it up, you could tell,
1: and the officer's oh, like, well, man. all right, here we go. What a good police officer. Seriously. He saved the
4: man's life. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> the bag.
1: <laughs> well, he didn't have time, Jake, to, to dump it in. He had to just down the hatch.
4: I mean, sometimes, I know you got to make split decisions in life sometimes, but that was a bad one. You ever seen the opening scene to Super Troopers? That yes. Movie? Yeah.
2: It reminds me of that. A I've bit. seen parts of Super Troopers. But even those guys didn't eat the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Now Ziploc's going to have to put a disclaimer on their box. Have you ever eaten anything like that? Um, you know, something that was not meant to be eaten? Like a plastic bag? Yeah. Or no, a, a, a was, nickel or, a but, or you know, something. A what? A nickel.
1: Oh, or, or a somebody, button? Oh. No,
4: I know somebody who accidentally ate, and nigga didn't do it on purpose. But that that one passed through.
1: When I was a kid, I ate the paper for the cupcake. But oh, that's, you did? That's, that'll break down easy.
4: Yeah. I ate... Uh, Just extra fiber. I ate a sandwich that was on a sidewalk. <laughs> it was on a plate. It was my sandwich. <laughs> and I put it down on the uh, sidewalk and uh, attended to a matter. Came back... Uh, I was distracted by a friend. Came back and started eating the sandwich, and it had ants in it. That was different. Protein. Austin knows a guy that ate a napkin.
1: I do. He, uh, it, and it was with great effort, in fact.
4: And why did he do that again?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I've never personally asked him why he <laughs> ate the napkin, but I do know him. Was he? He's a uh, great
4: guy. Was he? Been in, through a lot. Was he imbibing
1: at all? I haven't asked him personally. if he mm. All right, coming up next, we're
2: going to play you a portion of Mark Harlan's conversation with DJ and PK yesterday. Very good interview. We're going to let you hear part of it straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.